Hey, and welcome to Hypnotize Me, the podcast about hypnosis, transformation, and healing. This is Dr. Elizabeth Bonet, and I'm your host. This podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment, nor should it be. If you need therapy or hypnotherapy, please seek a trained professional. I do hypnosis all over the world, so if you'd like to learn more about me, you can do that at my website, drlizhypnosis.com. That's D-R-L-I-Z hypnosis.com. Now on to our episode. Listeners, this is Dr. Liz, and I'm so happy to be back with a new episode. Before we get started, I have a new way that you can join the newsletter and get free hypnosis files. So there's one to decrease fear and anxiety, and there's one to increase emotional stability. And there's also other freebies on that page, like how to improve your marriage overnight. I think that one's still up there. It's very easy. You just text the word hypnotize to 444-999. That's it. And then I'll ask you for your email address and you give it to the program and you get the email directly in your inbox. So it's so easy. I encourage everyone to do it. Again, you text the word hypnotize to 444-999. If you can't spell hypnotize, then I got nothing for you. Seriously. <laughs> Just kidding. It's the title of the podcast. You can always look at the title, how to spell it, right? Anyway, today's episode is with Omar Pisan, and I find his story so interesting. We actually met at a Thai yoga massage workshop years and years ago, and he just had the kindest, most loving spirit, and it always just stayed with me that he also did hypnosis. So he's not a licensed professional, like he's not a doctor, or therapist, or nurse, or anything like that, but he is a certified hypnotist. So we talk about how he started doing that, which was through healing himself first, which is very common with hypnotherapists and hypnotists. Many, many, many of us, myself included, have an experience of some kind of transformation or healing or change through hypnosis and then decide to get trained in it. So we talk about that some as well as some of his first cases, which were medical, helping someone with cancer. And then we talk about past life regression, which is always a topic I find fascinating. So I hope you enjoy the interview and let's jump in. Hi, Omar. I'm so glad you made it today to be on the podcast. So tell people where you originally learned about hypnosis. Well, thank you for having me here. The first thing, I, I got interested in hypnosis through uh, a suggestion of a book in, in Amazon. It was Hypnotize Yourself and Anyone Else. And I thought that was interesting. I knew nothing about hypnosis. I don't have a background in psychology. So I said, well, exciting. I always was curious about it. I never made any research. So I, I, I got the book. And when I read it, it sounded so interesting. So I wanted to read more about it. So I looked what was very um, popular on Amazon. Five-star book. What it was the best one to read. And there was a book called... Um, the power of your subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. And that even um, got me more interested. And 
So this person was claiming that he could heal himself. In fact, he was telling a story that he was fatally ill. He was a child and they told him he was going to die and then he survived. And he was talking about techniques, how and what he could do, you know, he did to change that. And it was a very small, short book. And I read it and it was interesting. And um, I had this ulcer since I was 17, you know. 25 plus years ago. Okay. So I said, you know what? Um, let me play with this, see how it goes. So, a, like a like a stomach ulcer. It is. A, it was a stomach. So I had okay. a polyp. It was like a piece of skin inside my stomach that was removed and never healed. It was oh. a wound there. I went to the doctor. Years. I took a lot of medication. Mm-hmm. Finally, my doctor said, you know what? Just don't eat things that hurt. Okay, and don't be <laughs> okay. in an empty stomach. <laughs> okay. Because that's what I couldn't do. I, I, I have not eaten an orange in 25 years. And wow. I had to go around with uh, thumbs and piece of bread in my, you know, pocket. That was my life. Mm. And everybody that knew me didn't know, they knew not to cook spicy food when I was coming over. Uh-huh. So I tried this uh, technique a couple of nights. It's like a few minutes, you know, five minutes technique. And then we went out with my wife uh, to a Thai restaurant and she loves spicy food. So she she tried. I mean, she ordered spicy food and I, I like the taste. So I just wanted a little taste. And I know before, every time I ate spicy food, immediately it would start hurting because that wound was at the entrance of my stomach. Mm, okay. This time it didn't hurt. And I was like, you know what? Um, I probably am not going to sleep tonight, but I love this food and I'm going to have some more. And I ate the whole dish. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, no sleep for a week. Uh-huh. You know, that's what I'm thinking. And I woke up in the morning with no pain and I had a beautiful sleep. Wow. So I was like, could this be true? So I started testing it out. You know, I ate like, I would peel and eat a, a whole lemon. Uh-huh. It was nothing. A lemon. A lemon. <laughs> yes. Just to test it. <laughs> yes, and I like I like sour. I couldn't all these oh, years. Okay. I couldn't have it. I couldn't have salad. I mean, with the vinegar uh-huh. or lemon in it. So, and there was nothing. It was it. I said, "Wait a minute, could this be true?" So I started reading more and got more interested. I said, "You know what? If this thing works, then maybe I can also help other people." Yeah. So I started reading, and I read. I read everything that was relevant. And I could, I started working with people like basic, um, what you call, uh, um, direct suggestions, you mm-hmm. know, basic induction, relaxation mm-hmm. type induction, and then direct suggestions. People enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, but I was burning to try other techniques like regression, parts therapy. There's, but mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't dare. I wanted to get a formal training. Mm-hmm. So I did some research. Um, the organization called Omni Hypnosis Center. Mm-hmm. They have, um, ce- you know, centers all around the country. Okay. And I like the way they talk because. Well, let me back up a minute. What was your, what's your original background? Okay. So <laughs> I went to college in DC, mm-hmm. business. Business. I, I, I studied business because we had a family business at the time and I okay. had to go to family. I wouldn't know originally. I mean, I wouldn't think of going into business myself i would see myself more as an engineer or you know computer Uh sciences and something not business okay Uh 
And but I did go to business school, and when I finished, I also went. I got an MBA. Uh-huh. And I got more school in business. <laughs> but um, I remember um, my um, high school graduation. You know, the yearbook. A friend of mine wrote a note. It's like, and when I read it now, it said like, "Oh, well, you always told us you wanted to be a psychologist <gasps> and work with people and help people." Now. I couldn't be a psychologist really? uh, after all these years. You know, it would require several years of training. Yeah, but yeah, it's a long. Path. This was one way for me to work with people. Yes, and and I enjoyed it. And I'm not usually very social, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty good with one-on-one, mm-hmm. one-to-one with people. So I really enjoyed it. I took this training. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's two hundred hours. I think it's not extensive. Before I took the training, I don't know how much detail you want me to go no, into. Go ahead. Okay. So before I took the training, I told the, the instructor, I said, look, I'm going to come to you for a session. Let's see how well you do. And then I'm <laughs> so going to decide <laughs> because, like I said, I read, I read extensively okay, yes. before this. So I knew the techniques. I knew the different influences of, you know, different uh-huh. figures. So, but she went by the book. Um, very professional, and I said, "Okay, I like this." This, um, and I took the training. Mm-hmm. And during the training, she was like, oh, "I would have too many questions," and she would say, "Omar, do you have to pick a certain type of <laughs> <laughs> technique and just be very good at it? You can't be all the techniques all all the time." Oh, and okay, I did gotcha. that, yeah, yeah because yeah. it was so. right because it can get. There's so many techniques. That you can get, I mean, almost overwhelmed, really. So I, I agree. Like, it's better to master some techniques and then move on if you want to learn another one. And I see it as like adding to. But yeah, you've got to master some initially. I took her advice. Um, uh-huh. I worked on certain techniques more so, which made me better at it. Um, the books that I read would recommend the same, you know, mm-hmm. be good at a technique then work with it. And if it doesn't work, then you can look for another technique for a particular person. True, true. Yeah. So that's what I did. Anyway, I took the training. And I started working with people. People would refer me to others. I really enjoyed working with people with physical issues. Mm -hmm. One thing I didn't tell you, in this meantime, Mm -hmm. I was running a a business full-time, a small business. Okay. With my brother as my partner, we... We have an AC business, AC mm-hmm. and uh, remediation type of business for mold and other things. But anyway, okay. so I was running a full-time business. So this oh. was on the side for yeah. me. Uh-huh. But I really enjoyed it. So this is what I wanted to do more. Um, at the time, I thought I was imagining a day where I would do this full-time, where I would get out of this business. But then as I started working with people, I felt more like, if I do this <clears throat> to make a living, mm-hmm. then I'm going to have to take all kinds of clients and I'm going to have to try mm-hmm. to fill my hours with people, whereas I'm doing this because I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so at that point, I, you know, I was picky with clients who I want. I want something. I wanted to work with people where I could make a difference. Mm-hmm. It's just for, for myself. You know? Yes. So the, I read about um, Stephen Parkhill. He has a book called Answer Cancer. Yes. Yeah. And um, he has hundreds and hundreds of cases of people with cancer that he worked on. He had some techniques that he perfected. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, of course, there's no medical studies about this. There's not a lot of funding for hypnosis. Mm. So, oh, l- let me correct you for a minute, uh, though. Not yes. he may not have done studies. Me, no, no, no. Stephen Parkhill, but there there are plenty of studies about hypnosis and cancer. Actually, okay, yeah. There's a lot of medical research about it. So, so maybe at the but time, I think. Um, Sorry, in in the like clinical hypnosis world, like the American Society of Clinical Hypnosis, it's it's the research is more known than sometimes the the trainings where it's not licensed people. I don't know if these studies existed. Well, he wrote his book. Mm-hmm. Okay. In any case, I didn't know about it, and um, I mean, in the hypnosis community that is separated from the medical community, there are a lot of um, doctors um, yes. that also are famous and are practicing yes. full-time mm-hmm. hypnosis. But at the time, I didn't know about these studies. Yeah. Okay? But in any case, to me, I believed it, and I didn't really need the studies. Yeah, right. <laughs> for me. Yeah. Well, I got a couple of clients um, with cancer. Mm-hmm. One of them was French, so she I worked with her, and um, she had double breast cancers, mm-hmm. one after the other. She had issues from the past that mm-hmm. she thought was related. Mm-hmm. Um, her, she was abused by her brother, sexually mm-hmm. abused, and we worked with her. Um, she was very happy afterwards. She wrote me letters. Um, I did not keep in touch. You know, another friend of ours, um, family friend, had a, a very rare cancer. Of cancer. Um, her skin had to be removed. Oh. Several times uh, oh, she, every year, she would come to the U.S. Uh-huh. She lived. She lived abroad for getting her, um, you know, treatment. And then mm-hmm. she would go back and they said, you know, there's no cure. We just cut out the pieces. Uh, so she was looking into something more holistic because mm-hmm. she was doing everything medical possible, medically possible. And I worked with her. And, um, I mean, I, I don't want to take any credit, which I don't know. But it's been at least four years that didn't reoccur. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... I was very happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I say is that we're often the guide, but we don't actually do the work. The client does the work, yes. right? It, and it's their um, effort. It's their imagination. It's their willingness to heal themselves. And all I'm doing is, is providing the path of the mountain. Of course, there are cases. I'm not a doctor again. Mm-hmm. There are ca- I know there are cases of cancer, that are, you know, caused by radiation, very mm-hmm. obvious reasons, of course, uh, smoking, obviously. Yeah. But there are some cases of cancers that, to my knowledge, are, you, you just happen to be the unlucky one, you yes. know, according uh-huh. to the medical community understanding at the moment. Some people in the hypnosis community believe that it's possible that uh, human cells are influenced by us outside um um, outside influence, basically. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if that is to be true, it is possible that I believe there is a gene in everybody that could be activated to become cancerous. Mm-hmm. And some people believe it is possible by guilt or anger or other negative emotions, people may have a wish not to live, mm-hmm. possibly. And if that can, you know, existed with the, with the power of the body, and the mind. Some people believe it's possible. People just give them something that cannot be cured. Mm. You know, um, mm-hmm. people, some people believe, and I, I do too. Some people, um, 
if they have this, this negative feelings about themselves, give themselves sickness after sickness, low immune, whatever they could be for that mm -hmm. particular person. And doctors may be able to help that person. And eventually they will say, you know what, I'm going to get something that cannot be cured. Mm. In any case, I believe it's worth a try. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, if nothing else works, um, working with a person that's going through chemotherapy or radiation, Radiotherapy, I think that's what mm -hmm. it's called. Radiation. Radiation yeah. therapy. You know, um, they have nausea, yeah. nausea. They have pain. Mm -hmm. They have very low outlook, negative outlook. Mm -hmm. You know, they're they're being told they're probably going to die. Statistics tells them. Right. Yeah. So at the very least, it is possible with hypnosis to relieve the symptoms of nausea, mm -hmm. pain, mm -hmm. for sure, and to be able to give them a positive outlook. Mm -hmm. if, if nothing else works, you know, have them go through this horrible um, medical procedure and treatment with, with more ease. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I believe that there is a lot of work that can be done. And I wish um, this would be more widely used by the medical community. Mm -hmm. In any case, I made this very long. <clears throat> I know the subject was not about this. No, I know. That's okay. Well, Some is, podcast this... conversations go. You know, <laughs> we end up, we start here and we end up there. <laughs> but this, this is the type of work I was very passionate, passionate about. Okay. Um, I had people with skin issues and, of course, um, people with, had, some feeling inside they didn't like and mm -hmm. they didn't know what it was and this is the type of work also sometimes was able to help people yes that i did which i enjoyed as well now at the time because i was not doing this full time and i needed a place to rent usually because i have three kids uh -huh. so uh, doing it at home was a challenge yes so I needed a place to rent. I didn't want to get a full-time place to rent. It just was unnecessary um, expense. So I, someone told me through a business network that uh, there was a yoga studio who had extra rooms they could rent. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to, you know, go meet these people. So, and I, I did. I went there and I met these people. Um, it's called I Love Yoga. Mm -hmm. It's a local, local uh, yoga community and a, um, um, a yoga studio and um, I fell in love with the people I, lo I love the way they taught uh, and the way they they were with other people and um, I, I started using their space but at the same time I became more and more uh, close with them I got involved um, eventually I got a, um, a teacher training there a mm -hmm. yoga teacher training so I started getting a lot of yogis <laughs> people involved in yoga <laughs> yeah as clients mm -hmm. and they had different uh, agendas <laughs> different <laughs> desires do. yeah we're laughing because um in case you don't know in case you're a newer listener i taught pre prenatal yoga for i don't know 15 plus years and had my own yoga company so we're laughing because it's there is a certain vibe to a yoga community right and there are it's very different a, a yogi coming to you than let's say the business person right definitely, definitely <laughs> yes. very the business yes. school exactly <laughs> yeah but I loved it I still do um, and there was this 
in this same yoga community, there would be a hypnotist that would come uh-huh. and do a, a past life regression for a group. Mm. And then it was to a point where uh, the people in the community started pressuring me. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, no, you have to do this. You have to. I said, okay, fine. I've never really worked with past life regression at the time, but I, I knew regression, age mm-hmm. regression and, you know, time regression. And I read uh, a few books about it. Mm-hmm. They were all different, by the way, oh. as far as techniques went. And uh, mm. um, a lot of people added their philosophical views into the mix, which, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't really like. Where I learned hypnosis, it was very strict. Um, they, they call it clinical hypnosis, and there was no um, any interpretation, anything um, Mm. Um, spiritual mm-hmm. involved. Um, no, they talk, they talked that there was a, such a thing as a past life regression, but they, they would not make any, um, opinion. They would, okay. uh, whether they believed it or not, yeah. uh, you know, if, if a client. In fact, I was a, a member of, um, National Guild of Hypnotists. Yes. Mm-hmm. And International, um, Association of Counselors and Therapists. Mm-hmm. And, and they didn't really look very, favorably into past life regression mm-hmm. they probably think uh, it will lower the the outlook or they wanted to maybe be and sound more professional mm-hmm. in any case i was in a yoga community <laughs> um so i started doing this and uh, to my surprise i got results um so basically what do you what do you mean by results meaning that uh, people really experience something obviously okay. um I, there's no way to know to my in, in my belief whether uh-huh. something people experience is is real past life or whether it's something that um the mind creates for some type of therapy or okay. something mm-hmm. that they have in their mind that affects i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know and i don't i don't know if there's any way to find out although i did try and I'll you tell did. you about it. Yeah, how yeah. did you try? Well, there was a one time, um, this person who founded this school that I went to for hypnosis, he would have his own videos that we would watch. And I watched his videos outside of the classroom. You know, I, I had volumes and volumes of different subjects because there's no way you can cover everything in a 200-hour mm-hmm. class. Mm-hmm. So... There was one time he he, he talked about hypnosis and, um, I'm sorry, past lives. He said, I'm going to tell you a story and I'm going to, I'm not going to tell you whether what I believe, you know, that's, you know, but I'm going to tell you the story as I, I experienced it. And apparently in this story, he hypnotizes a person and they take themselves into a past life. Mm-hmm. It was not intentional. Uh, he was doing a regression. Mm-hmm. Um, something we call him and, and you might use it. It's called effect, effect bridge. Mm-hmm. So what we call effect bridge in this school is you ask the subconscious, whatever the problem they came to you with, mm-hmm. you say there's a problem inside of you that you don't like. There's a feeling inside of you that you don't like. I want you to be aware of the feeling. And then we we intensify the feeling. Mm-hmm. And then we use that feeling and we ask the subconscious to the first time, it experienced this feeling. Yes. Go back in time. Okay. Right. This is a known technique. So obviously, some people who believe in a past life or they believe maybe their uh, issues are in a past life would jump right into a past life. Oh, 
Okay, so sometimes it's spontaneous. Yeah. They would just, mm-hmm. and, and it may be hard to realize at first that they're experiencing a past life. Uh-huh. Because it's very, you know, so there are certain questions that I, I learned to ask mm-hmm. to find out what is going on wherever they're experiencing or whenever. So in this story that I was, I watched the video of, um, this person goes to a past life. In fact, she in the story is listening to the radio and in an office and she hears Pearl Harbor being bombed. Mm-hmm. And she says, she thinks I have to tell my brother who lives across the street. So she gets out of the building, runs across the street and get hit by a bus and dies. Oh my gosh. Apparently this person was reborn as somebody else that lived in our lifetime. So the time was not so far away. So they look into this to see, they ask this person's very vivid memories. Uh-huh. And they ask him, where did you live? Who were you? What was your name? And they find out the brother who was like, uh, at the time, 90 years old. Uh-huh. Um, they find the brother and they put them together. Apparently they, they knew everything. You know, this person it goes into the house, finds things where they were hidden. And, and there's a story about this. Okay. Uh-huh. Was intriguing, intrigued. So one of these times when I was doing a session where a person took themselves to a past mm-hmm. life, um, they happened to be, this person was a nun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, um, she was under some stress. Um, she was working in a kitchen and she drops something and breaks it and the priest comes in and scolds her. And there was this whole thing going on. And I asked her, uh, you know, for her name. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see how much information I could get to, because it sounded very vivid mm-hmm. for her name and for the year. And, and, but she couldn't, she couldn't recall. So I don't know. Some people might say, um, the subconscious is very observant and very mm-hmm. powerful. And somebody may hear a story about uh, another person and they may think it's their past life. Mm-hmm. I don't know. True. Really, seriously. Um, but it was interesting. Um, so, of course, sometimes people would just want to experience the past life. Mm-hmm. So, in those cases, what I would usually do is take them to a past life. Mm-hmm. There are many techniques. Uh, um, one technique would walk, you're walking down a corridor and mm-hmm. um, ask people to open a door that looks significant. And mm-hmm. then they're going to find themselves in another time, in another place, in another, another themselves. Okay. Now, if they f- take the suggestion, they might be just making it up. We don't know, right? Yeah, but, true. And, and there are other techniques. You could just be just like an age regression and say you go before you were born or you could, you know, guide them in a certain way mm-hmm. if this is what they wanted. Which was really interesting to me was when I worked with groups. Mm-hmm. And there was mixed outcomes with the groups. Sometimes some people would be very vividly experiencing something and... um um, this one time, with, during my graduation of my um, yoga teacher training, mm-hmm. and I, we had to do certain workshops and, you know, at the graduation, and it was like a festival mm-hmm. uh, we, we had for the whole community. And um, my class happened to be, was very popular. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the space they had, it was about 25 people, uh, head to toe, to almost touching, and they, we had to turn people away. I was very nervous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked so great. I was amazed. At the mm-hmm. end, 
um, people, we sat down and I say, anybody want to share? This is how it usually, what yeah. we usually do. And people would share things and they would ask me questions as if, you know, I would know these profound things. I would try to make comments according to mm -hmm. what the subconscious may be experiencing or, you know, whether this may be true or not. In a group session, one thing was this different where one-on-one, -on one-to-one, -one, when you work with people, you can, if a, a person gets to a trauma mm -hmm. and re-experiences, uh, what was that called? There's a name for it. Uh, a reaction. Yes, that's correct. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You can, you can help them get out of it. Yes. Um, but in a group, that's risky. Mm -hmm. So I had to be nervous watching people. And it did, in, in fact, it, this happens. Somebody mm -hmm. start crying. Mm -hmm. So when I had to move everybody along to, I said, okay, now you're going to go again um, into a different lifetime. And uh, that worked mm -hmm. at the time. Okay. So that person actually passed along to a different experience. Mm -hmm. So that was okay. But um, for me, it's never like working one, one on one mm -hmm. with people. So, Did you end up giving up the other business and just doing hypnosis full-time, or do you still do both? I still do both. Uh -huh. And um, unfortunately, maybe I, I'm not sure if this is unfortunate or not, because I became a yoga teacher also. Yes. So I spent some time also teaching yoga. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, volunteer for yoga mm -hmm. also. Um, so, um, and my kids are growing. So um, there is less and less time for me to, mm -hmm. but I'm looking forward to a time where I can send my kids to college, uh -huh. <laughs> where I will have more time for myself so that I can actually spend on this. Mm -hmm. um, so no, at, at the time, uh, I am not doing this full time. Mm -hmm. So tell people where your practice is. So currently, where I practice is, is my office that I use for my business. Mm -hmm. I have a room and a proper chair uh, set up mm -hmm. for conducting a session so i would my office closes at four mm -hmm. so i have my sessions after four o'clock in my office for my other business uh -huh. and this way i don't have the pressure of keeping a separate office and yeah. you know yeah. so that's that's how i do it okay and yeah. how can they find you I have a website. Mm -hmm. um, that would be the easiest, of course, telephone number and email. But uh, the website is um, betterlifeconsulting.com. Okay. And it's all, you know, one word and there's no dashes, betterlifeconsulting.com. And it has my contact information there. Okay. Um, so that's how. Great. Great. You do past life regression, but do you still do a lot of the cancer hypnosis and pain reduction and that those types of help as well? I mean, to tell you the truth, I enjoy that more. Mm -hmm. I mean, past life regression, really, most people, is for fun. Mm -hmm. Now, if somebody is experiencing an issue in this lifetime and they have a belief that the source is another lifetime, like, for example, let me give you an example. I had a person, a female, mm -hmm. come to me um, in her um, late 30s, mm -hmm. or maybe at the time, um, mid-30s. And she told me, she said, I do not trust men. Mm. So she said, I have this thing where I had gone to a relationship. I find a reason to get rid of them. I get threatened. I get afraid from mm -hmm. them. And I don't, there is no logical explanation for it. Mm -hmm. I want to look into this to see 
can you help me? I said, I don't know, but mm -hmm. I will make sure, I will try for sure. So this is what happened with that, which is also interesting. It's not quite past life, but in that same session, she did go to a past life. So that's how I, st why I started this way, but this is also interesting. So I asked her to go back to a time where she first experienced this, whatever this feeling was for mm -hmm. her. And she took herself to her mother's womb. Mm -hmm. And in there, she um, told me she could hear her parents talk. Mm -hmm. And her parents are having a an argument about whether they should have this baby or not. Mm. And her father was pressuring her mother mm. to get an abortion. Mm. Now, of course, a baby, a fetus, I believe it's what's called in the, uh -huh. in the womb, may not understand, but... Uh, according to this belief, uh, all the information would be recorded, would make sense maybe later, right. as if recalled, which this is very easy to fact check. Uh -huh. You know, you could go and talk to your parents, which I know people do. Mm -hmm. um, and it happened to be true. And so he's, she saw male figures as threatening because mm -hmm. they wanted to kill her, mm. basically. And we were able to release that fear mm. during the session. And at, at the end of the session, I asked her, um, is there anything else um, she wanted to work with while she was still in hypnosis? And she said, I have this thing on my throat, mm -hmm. like sometimes happens as if I can't speak, like mm -hmm. I have a knot in my throat. And I asked her the same thing, same technique, um, to go back to where she experienced it the first time. And she went back to a time. She said she was sitting. I said, this is daytime or nighttime? This is how I start. This is what I was taught to start with. And um, daytime or nighttime, are you sitting or standing? And these type of very direct questions. Um, if a person is not, doesn't experience very clear, I would snap my fingers. I tell them, uh, at the, I'm going to count to three and it's going to become very clear like a, mm -hmm sound of a bell or whatever, you know, and then I would snap my fingers that typically would, the sounds would get more. Um, mm -hmm. So she happened to be in a tent. She was about four or five years old, according mm -hmm. to her description of what she looked like. It looked like uh, an Indian tent. Mm -hmm. And she said, I said, what's going on? We're sitting down with my mom and my father to have dinner. And I said, okay. What else is going on? She said, we're eating a chicken. And it turns out, and I had to do some digging, mm -hmm. um, that she thought that this chicken was her friend. Oh. And her parents killed the chicken to eat. Oh, that's so sad. That's so sad for the little girl, you know? Like, I understand it as a mom trying to feed your child. <laughs> Obviously. But Especially if you're so an sad. Indian. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But the thing is, was she wanted to cry. She was very sad, but Aww. her father would not allow her to cry. Oh. So she felt like this cry Yeah, when you're was, trying to hold back tears. Yes. Yeah. Was stuck in her throat. Oh. And we work with that, that, you know, I, you know, explained to the little child that her parents had to feed her a chicken mm -hmm. really is not the pet they could have, especially mm -hmm. for an Indian family. Yeah. And Indian, I mean... Um, like um, American Indian, American no. Indian, American oh. Indian in, in a tent, like um, yeah. like that kind of a setting, like Native American. Native American is a better mm -hmm. word. Yes, 
Um, but anyway, this was her case, and she yeah. took herself, and then it worked therapeutically. Mm-hmm. And that was so another example of a person taking themselves into a past life. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So one of the things that I was taught in some of the books I read, you know, is that it might help people to ask them, take them, okay, so we take them to a past life, mm-hmm. and they will be an event of significance in a past life. And whether they need therapy with that or not depends on the type of session they want. I would ask them ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Look, we're going to do a past life regression, but there may be an event of looks or sounds traumatic. Do you want me to work with that? Mm-hmm. And they would tell me. We say yes, or they say no. And if that's no, then then you know we would acknowledge it and move on. But they, I was always recommended, well, in these books anyway, to take them to the deathbed in that lifetime and ask them the lessons they learned. Oh, fascinating. Fascinating. Some profound things would come up and they would see the people sometimes uh, around their beds and they would tell you of their regrets or what they learned. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very, very fascinating. So, well, are they, are they processing this silently or are you, are they talking out loud to you about what they've learned? Yes. No, they, they are. They are. When I conduct a session, it's usually all, you know, a mm-hmm. conversation. Uh huh. And of course, you know, during they, I would give them the suggestion they're not going to f- feel any pain or, you know, it's, they're going to be comfortable. Yes. And uh, they're going to know how they die, but it's not going to affect them mm-hmm. um, because they know already that, you know, there's another life after this and they're going to, you know, mm-hmm. come back. So this is, they learn some lessons and then we go over the lessons they learned. So I also tell them how with the lessons they learn in that last lifetime, what can they change in this lifetime mm. to to better their, their life? You know, mm-hmm. take those lessons for um, you know and use them. So I, I little try to add a little. <laughs> therapy That's to wonderful. That. That's wonderful. Great. Well, thank you so much for being here. We're at the end of our time. Appreciate the opportunity, and thank you mm. very much. I hope you truly enjoyed today's episode. Remember that you can get free hypnosis downloads over at my website, drlizhypnosis.com, D-R-L-I-Z hypnosis.com. I work all over the world doing hypnosis. So if you're interested in working with me, please schedule a free consultation over at my website and we'll see what your goals are and if I can be of service to you in helping you reach them. Finally, if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast or tell a friend. That way, more and more people learn about the power of hypnosis.